0: How's it going, everybody? This is Joe, the founder of the Renaissance Man Network and the Renaissance Man Podcast. I'm the host of that. I wanted to share with you the intentions for this podcast and lead you into the content so that you know exactly what to expect and what to focus on. I want to help people live like a Renaissance Man. Now, nowadays, people either tend to be uh, a little bit okay at everything without direction, or they tend to be super focused on one particular career, but the art of being a renaissance man, free to do whatever he likes, but dedicating his life to the mastery of several things, and understanding that self-development has an infinite ceiling, that art has been lost, and so I want to help get that back into the world, where people can become great mathematicians, become great Uh, athletes become great um, um, craftsmen, become great travelers, become great writers, become great at many things that inspire and make you feel uh, uh, like a capable and well-rounded man. Um, Self-actualize. There are values that I hold dear to my heart and that I hold dear to being the, the ideal of being a renaissance man, which is living with a sense of passion and curiosity and a hunger for growth, experiences, and knowledge. So I interview people that do these things. I interview people that are, in, that are good at something where I can share the things they're good at. I also talk about these values on discussion episodes. So please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, or if you'd like to hear the content to see if you want to subscribe, I totally understand, and you can listen to it and then decide afterwards. It's your choice, Um, and that is one of the easiest ways to support the podcast. Without further ado, here is today's episode.
1: They get a chance to rekindle that childlike passion you know and um i think that's really what is so cool about it is the fact that we're giving people an opportunity to go back to childhood to tap into those child passions of being wild being crazy being open to getting hurt you know taking risks and then the reward on that end is having something that you come away with that you can then validate later in life. Yeah. For instance, uh, if we're doing awareness training, well, you're probably going to be a better driver. Yep. You're probably going to, you know, look over your shoulder a little bit more when in, you know, not so great parts of town. If you're out downtown, yeah, you know about that type of
2: stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, Sixth Street.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just a little bit more awareness about your surroundings. You know? Yeah. What a lot life- um, turn.
2: Uh, what would they call it, like? Situational awareness. Yeah, yeah, situational awareness. Um, mm -hmm.
1: Because I was taught, you know, from a young age, like, you don't judge people, but... Go ahead and judge them on their awareness. If
2: they're totally yeah.
1: oblivious to things, like a fucking black bear. Sorry, I'm not supposed to cuss. Uh, like I don't care. I do black that black. on my podcasts. Cool. Okay, cool.
2: <laughs> like a black bear don't fucking walking on my podcast, straight. man. Some people, I've been on <laughs> KLBJ a couple of times. And they're like, "Yo, yo, you can't drop in their bombs, and oh, that bombs Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I'm sorry, yeah. If I ever syndicate this on like a, a legit station that's not YouTube or or like a podcast thing, then then I'm gonna bleep it out. But I, I don't need to do that. Okay. I, I I mark it as explicit just precautionary. Mm-hmm. Because um, like on the Apple podcast, you just mark it as explicit. Mm-hmm. And so I just mark every episode just in case somebody has an issue with it. Sure, that's great. Cover your, cover your butt. Yeah. Um,
1: and so I think that the idea behind the whole thing is literally just to connect, you know? Yeah. In a, in a way that's so much deeper than uh, just going and sitting at a bar and yeah, yeah, yeah. your
2: phone. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind
1: of like, you know, our, our tagline is log out. Ha <laughs> I like just, that. Yeah, right. Again, yeah. it'll always be uh, back get a to the bump. to the to the puns on woodworking. Oh, it will always and, and, and on
2: knotting. Right. Well, we had so there's so many puns there. I didn't want to steal your thunder. So usually I'm like a really really extroverted kind of person, but I I know I wasn't really. It didn't look like I was holding myself back, but I was. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah.
1: Anytime. It. <laughs> to be honest, I like when the crowd uh, gets involved when they you yeah. know rattle off jokes. I think it just makes for a much better experience. It does. And oftentimes, when other people who you know might be like yourself or you don't want to you know kind of take the stage, but you know they might be a little bit more introverted.
2: Yeah. But well, I just didn't want to shoot out of respect for you. Like, I'm I'm fine doing it. I just you know you're the one on stage, kind of thing. You know? Oh, I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, again, I, I do appreciate when people do it because it gives that voice to the person who we thought, well, I don't have a chance. Yeah, it's to true. It's too. true. Yes. Oh, well, he spoke something, so I'll say my piece, too. And I yeah,
2: yeah. You know, Give them permission. Can... Yeah, exactly.
1: That's, that's what I was getting
2: at. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I,
1: I, I really love doing this. I think that the most rewarding aspect is just seeing these people walk away and then coming back to me and telling me oh my god like you'll never guess like I used the knot the other day in this yeah. instance of like just tying down a load when I was helping my friend move and it's just like yeah.
2: wow like see oh, yeah, I was things. trying to the, the, the BuzzFeed thing where they were like this is a better way to tie your shoes was the handcuff tying thing oh really? yeah that's that's why I was doing it for my shoes because they did this thing where it's like they did the knot and I don't know if you just call it the handcuff knot and they're, like, in two seconds, like, tie the shoes. There's, oh, my God, you've been tying your shoes wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I'm like, oh, I forgot how to do that. And then you showed me the knot. Like, in the beginning of the thing, I was trying to remember. And then by the second half, you're like, here is exactly what you were thinking. It was kind of cool. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I love when people are like, man, I know I learned that at one point in yeah. my life. And it just, like, rekindled. Because I have that, my own experiences, where I'm like, oh, dude, I do remember learning that a long time ago. And I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, that yeah. It's cool when we get to catch up, uh, you know. Little tricks and,
2: and I guess people call them life hacks these days. Yeah, life hacks. Is, like, what are you hacking? <laughs> <laughs> well, hacks but it's but it's has gotten a cool. different, uh, a different. I think I used to study computer science, and um, there's hackathons, and what you'd usually think that means is like a bunch of people getting together and like penetration testing or something, or sure. trying to break something. But really, uh, now it means like hack together. You know, in that case, it's like you're making something, you're not breaking something, so that was kind of interesting. Right. Like it's just the etymology changes mm-hmm. of, of things like that. You know.
1: Absolutely. Just but um. Cultural constant.
2: Yeah. You know. Those who are listening on the podcast, we're going to find a place to sit. Yeah. Uh, those who are watching on YouTube, you know exactly what's going on, so we don't need to describe it. Cool. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's actually one thing I was thinking about was that um, I've been. I didn't do Boy Scouts as a kid, which wasn't totally my decision. My parents didn't like that they um, did not let uh, gay counselors be part of it. And they're like, as my brother went through, but they didn't want me to go through because the timing was like, okay, I don't really want you to be part of this because we don't support it. Um, So I didn't have it. And so I was really sad. And I was like, well, it would be kind of weird if at 26 I joined Boy Scouts. I don't even think that's allowed. But uh, I've been looking for something like this, and it's perfect. I think there's a need for it. Yeah, yeah there definitely is. Sit over there. You can, call with that. you
1: can join Boy Scouts. What they're looking for at
2: that age is uh-huh. for you to be more of a volunteer. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's got a very specific name, and I can't think of what it is. Um, it's almost like a CIT or something. It's like a counselor training. Yeah, media, yeah. Something like that. Uh, basically, yeah. you become part of the alumni. Yeah. Of the Boy Scouts. We can just sit
2: around here, and then I'll. Uh, I'll frame the shot. Right. Here, what is that, Fudge? Oh, is Oh, there's a lot of, a lot of um, wind. I'll, I'll put up. will put my phone on too. It's record just so there's backup. Uh, but if you're cool sitting, we can just sit. Uh, um, just sit so I can frame it. Yeah. And this is a gorgeous shot too. Right here. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right. Awesome. Cool. This might go out at some point. It's only 19% left, but it'll let us know when it goes out. And then we got this to go on. Sweet.
0: Uh, hold. Oh, it's on hold.
2: All right, no, it's not on hold. Beep. Just to sync it up. Nice. Yeah. And am you go. Like, you sync up the, the tap, s- like, in the sound to where when you see it hit. Which is kind cool.
1: Of- That's why they use the clappers. Yeah, oh, right. The little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, it. Yeah, That's it. cool. It sparks um, the frame and all look- So how long have you been in Austin? Uh, I've been in Austin my whole life. I was born in San Antonio. Um, I was then traveling a lot from Georgia to Florida with my parents. And then we about, I guess about fourth grade, uh, we settled in North Austin. I went to Deer Park Middle School, uh, Live Oak Elementary, and then I graduated from McNeil High School. Okay. And um, so I've lived in Austin my whole life. Basically, my stomping grounds—the Walnut Creek area is a big part of uh, my my upbringing. Saint uh, Edward's Park on Old Spicewood Springs—that was my stomping grounds. I okay. love just rummaging through there. Uh, it's probably why I can drink wild waters because I just like as a kid would just like scoop up <laughs> that water and drink it. Nice. Probably got sick inadvertently a few times from doing yeah. that, but it was just something. My It's like iodine tablets the iodine idea. tablets bleach yeah. all the so, so dis, you know solar disinfecting stuff we yeah. do use all kinds of things even those uh, katahdin pumps are pretty uh, what? yeah katahdin is like the top of the Appalachian Trail okay. so the guy I guess who hiked often was like, oh, let's invent this little water, I think it's a ceramic filter, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, huh. uh, and he called it Katahdin, and I think it's because the peak of the Appalachian Trail is Mount yeah. Katahdin. Oh, that's cool. uh Some people call it Catedine, which, Katadyne, which I, I, think I laugh at that, because yeah. I think it's, it's like Guadalupe 40. Street. Right. Like, Guadalupe is it Guadalupe, Guadalupe or
2: the, Guadalupe? the other way, uh, Manchac. Manchac. I hate that! It's yeah. an A! Like, I can get, like, not doing the E, but there's right. A at the end. I'm like, right. how do you miss the A? And I right. refuse to say Manchac. That's how people
1: add... They'll they'll catch you in your oh are you really an Austinite type situation they'll be like disc- uh, sound out this word for me and I look at it and I'm like Shack? they're like okay you're really from Austin and I'm like yeah. well I, you know I just know what you're getting at there Desaro um, yeah. Desaro wait they're, it's called Des I think okay. I think it's okay oh, <laughs> Like Koenig, yeah, it's Koenig. Koenig, it's right, it's like, okay, super <laughs> funny, man, uh, just the fact that we obnoxious. have a, a street called Slaughter in Austin, I yeah, think that's also I mean, that's,
2: the interesting. especially because of, um, of the the serial killer, right, right, and you know, what I think, uh, I was going to
1: put the voice thing on, I'm not checking my messages, oh, you're fine, either way, I think the other thing was the fact that if you look at Mary Moore Seawright Park down there, there yeah. used to be a cattle uh, farm there, I want to say, I think that's why they called it slaughter. Oh, because there was a slaughterhouse along there. Slaughter house house I might be totally mistaken maybe on this, but historically, you go to that park, yeah, as you yeah. drive by, look on your right side, you will see a cattle loader in this oh, okay. fenced area. Yeah, yeah. huh. So, I mean, I would only imagine that Makes that's sense. what it once was. Slaughter But you know, Natureversity, the school I own, is really about facilitating is bringing that culture to the folks who are moving here constantly. So we've got California folks, we've got Florida yep. folks, you know, yep. all over the Northeast and the Northwest, um, and just letting them know, hey, this is the culture of Austin. We like to protect our watershed, we yeah. save our springs, movement. Uh, we like to get people out onto the hike and bike trails. Yeah, a lot of nature here. I a lot of nature. Really cool. A lot of nature.
2: And then if you go 30 minutes in any direction, it's pretty rural, which is really nice. Right.
1: So it, it's neat because uh, we've got such a different biodiversity as far as, like, you know, you got the Llano Uplift kind of smacking in from the west there. Yeah. You've got the Blackland Prairies, the Post Oak Savannas from the southeast, and it's all kind of smacking right together, uh, pre- pre- predominantly in the Bastrop area. But we yeah. get a little bit of it here, too, and you can tell there's a great difference between the west side of 35 and the east side oh, of yeah. 35. Oh, yeah. Even you know in the, culture, too. Right. In oh, absolutely. Even in culture, too. Yeah, so living here in Austin has been a real blessing uh, just as far as the community goes. Because they're like, hey, this whole Richard Louvre movement, you know, the last child in the woods, nature deficit disorder. Yeah. uh, That's kind of how I got involved with it all. So that's cool. Yeah.
2: You were talking about a a story um, where you found this chunk of blue whale. uh, Right. And uh, I'm I'm sure you love to tell it, but I don't want to bother you. But if you could, it would be cool if you. Yeah, shared that. so it's fascinating.
1: Uh, this was in California. I want to say if I'm not mistaken it was either like Sharkfin Cove or Panther Beach somewhere yeah. right around in that area. Okay. Uh some good friends of mine were out surfing and we just caught, you know, sight of this giant object off in the distance and we're like, what is that thing? Could it be, you know, one of the boulder, you know, outcroppings there, yeah. but we definitely noticed there was something kind of abnormal about it. And so as we began walking, you know, it took 20, 30 minutes to get down there, it was just like such a you know, big object that was prominent when we got up to it. Yeah, it was this chunk of blue whale. And uh, I was so enamored because at that point in my life, I was all about fiber, right? Fiber and whether it's like... From trees and plants and rootlets and vines and barks, yeah. or from the animal side, which would be you know, sinew, gut, you know, yeah. intestines.
2: Uh, they use that for or... these cello strings, and yes, that, and exactly, really, right? really high end cello uh-huh. strings. even
1: like horsehair and stuff they yeah. use. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the interesting stuff! Especially. Yeah, you can do so many things. The fibers in the world, in fact, that's what we've been recently talking about at Lumber Society this past month is what you know, cordage I and mean, how to make rope and tie knots. Yeah, exactly. I met you at the, the, the knot thing
2: on that's Thursday right. night,
1: that's right. And that was such a great class, huge yeah. turnout. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, check out Lumber Society online, buzzmillcoffee.com. It's a great place to find Go, us. raccoons! I Go, took raccoons! It last night. <laughs> we, uh, we have the raccoons, the mallards, the beavers, and the owls. I'm an owl. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't mean we're, you know, opposed to each other. It just yep. means that we've got so many people. You can't, we well, we can't all be in troop two, three, four in yeah, the Boy yeah, Scouts, yeah, yeah, right? We can't, so that's <laughs> why we kind of divvied it up. And yeah. I'm sure, to be honest, as it grows and expands, we'll get more troops, but for now, we've just got the four. Yeah. Uh, so this blue whale was interesting because I was after what's called sinew, or a ligament, with Joel, And they were big. I mean, I'd say, you know, bigger than quarter
2: size as far as thickness and diameter you can see it on YouTube but he's describing it well for the podcast yeah exactly there's a
1: there's so much inside that whale that I'm sure we could have used, but being the young, you know, kind of guy that I was, I was just after the sinew. And I just remember how yeah. slippery it was and oily it was. No matter what I did to try and wash my hands after yeah. touching that stuff, the oil in the fat would just not come off. And I finally had to get sand. I remember and just like rub the heck out of it. Yeah. Finally, just like friction, just wiping it off on some dirty yeah. towels was <laughs> the only way that I could get it off. Um, we played
2: tug of war with some of the. They made lamps with whale oil. They There's did, so much. yeah. Like, yeah. Burn that stuff when you're uh, you you a harpoon Moby Dick and then you have whale oil for days. Right, and food for days. And you and know, know they still
1: do it to this day. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the Chinook Indians, I believe, sure. in the Northwest, they still have the freedom to go out. That's and, cool. Uh, if you look up a book, a uh, wonderful, wonderful lady um, her name's Hillary Stewart. Sure. She wrote a book called. Um, I don't know, to believe, believe oh. it or not it's just cedar uh, by
2: it's a lot of tree cedar trees in that area absolutely and every last piece amazing. oh I love that smell that yeah. smell is like that's one of the I actually, reasons I have Texas cedar cedar tree oil and I sometimes I just put that in my beard it's like the es- essential oh, yeah. oil yeah. It's and really
1: it's cool. really good I think it's like analgesic yeah. and it's yeah. you know it uh, anti-sensitizing
2: like the, the pollen like I don't react to that because I just have it I have I use the essential oil it.
1: Yeah, that, it plants to me are just we have just barely scratch the surface of yeah. there. As far as utilitarian medicinal and like, yeah. edible uses out here, I think the human diet of America is literally just what, like fourteen different vegetables, whereas you look across the planet, it's like well over hundreds. Yeah, it's and and so, stir fry has like fifty of them. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that we definitely need to start broadening our horizon when it comes to
2: these little trees and plants. Yeah, like, and All of that. I don't know. Um, no, no. Yeah, right here in front of
1: us, I mean, we got like geraniums here. Okay. Uh, hey, This those... is pepper vine. Yeah, these little hearts of the Lipidium. So if I go like omnom, it's cool. It it's totally cool. Yeah. yeah. You'll actually get a peppery, spicy flavor in the back. It, just in like a few seconds, it'll, it'll hit your taste buds in mm. the back. And you'll be like, oh, wait, there's the spice. Mm. Yeah, this little pepper vine here, it's got the little hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
2: That the one. Tasting right Maybe I just need to have more of it. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I taste it. There go. I just had to have the the, the whole stem mm-hmm. And it's,
1: and it's very, I say peppery, but it's almost like more
2: like picked up spicy. Like it's got a bite to mm-hmm. so it. It's kind of interesting. Um, I believe it's a uh,
1: capsella, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not
2: sure exactly so it's what it is. It's not capsaicin, but it's something similar.
1: No, it's not. It's not the, cap, the, the capsaicin, the stuff that's like the peppers. So that's this stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little white flower we call it lapidium, something called pepper grass. All kinds of cool stuff there. The little heart-shaped seeds are the dead giveaway. Okay. So
2: that's what actually creates the spice. Oh, those. Spice. those yeah. Things, right cool. there. Uh huh. Yeah, because I know in good. peppers it's in the it's in the um, it's in the seeds. Right. <laughs> My brother once he um, he was trying to up his tolerance for um, for for hotness, so he was eating hot sauce and hot sauce and hot sauce. And one day he was like, "I'm at the habanero level," Ooh. and so he was preparing for it. Ooh. And we went to uh, it was in California we lived, so it was in Safeway which was the supermarket there, and he picked it up and we always have an argument, I'm very, very good with numbers he's good with numbers, but he's not as good as I am and I remember it being 6 cents, and he always argues that it's 5 cents, but no, it's 6 cents little orange pepper about this big, it was 6 cents and the guy behind the counter was like, you're not gonna eat that which was the last thing he wanted to say to my brother He's was like, yes I am, um, swallow oh. so, he didn't really, it wasn't immediate and he was like, I showed you, right? He's like, yeah, I guess you, I guess you did we walk out of the store, <laughs> my brother starts beating. So he grabs the milk and he takes the thing off and he's chugging oh, the milk. Yeah, okay. And he's like, oh, we need to go home, I need to go to the bathroom and throw up. Yep. And he's chugging the milk, he opens the Cheerios, he stuffs the Cheerios in his mouth, he eats all the cottage cheese, like half the cottage cheese until we get home and there's like a big thing. And he's home and he's throwing up. My dad's like, I'm gonna call the poison control center. So he calls the poison control center and it's worse because he didn't chew it so it's just kind of like exploding in his oh, stomach. God. And the poison control guy is like, <laughs> you're not gonna do that again. <laughs> no, I bet I not. Mean, like, so so, so was it a habanero? Yeah, Is that it what was? It was? Okay. We bought it. Ha-
1: wow. Yeah. Holy <laughs> crap. Dude, I mean I've had yeah. this uh stuff called like Dave's insanity that my dad yeah. makes you know he's like a Cajun guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, jump along. He had a whole pepper. Oh, Lord. I couldn't. I mean it, it's, it, I like spice, but to the point that I begin like having physical pain, i yeah. like, I check out. Because if I can't yeah. like you know consume a beer with my hot wings. Yeah. like it's just not fun to me anymore. Yeah. I'm not enjoying this. Like no. I don't yeah, care what's yeah. on the TV, what's on my plate, how good you think it is, I'm literally in
2: physical pain. Like this hurts. Yeah. I heard this guy, he like he goes and eats uh, ghost peppers. Just for the endorphin rush at the end. Wow. It's like apparently endorphin rush is like a shot of heroin or something. Wow. Before, after like a ghost pepper, it's like, oh my god, it feels so amazing and everything. But like, you have to go through the pain for that yeah. for like a few hours. I was reading <laughs> about that
1: the peppers actually, yeah. with guys, uh, they eat the guys who eat a lot of jalapenos, yeah. not, they, they don't they have a less uh, risk of prostate cancer. Yeah. And I wonder why that is. Like, I wonder, is oh. it's just like you literally don't just. Know. Like, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like first, like going through your small intestine just like
2: purging any kind of things that like, <laughs> like little flame flowers around. Like, What's going on? Why is that? I think a part of it is kind of like uh, what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger kind of thing. Like, sure. if you're in nature, like, we're getting a ton of um, potential like worms and, and bacteria, but. But like, we're becoming stronger, which is why like if you have people that are, a lot of people that are super sensitive outside, sometimes you, you hear like in the, early in life, like they were inside and they're like, don't go outside, don't play in the dirt. And so they oh, didn't so build wrong. anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, a lot, they're finding out now that that's why a lot of people have peanut allergies is because yeah. you're supposed to have a little bit when you're like two and three and then you your body's like, oh, well, this is safe. It's a little bit irritating, but I can deal with it. And right. then later in life you're like, I need it and it's fine. But if yeah. you don't do that, your body's like, "What the hell is this? Oh my god!"
1: Yeah, it's know? interesting. The peanut allergy is a huge thing. You know, me working with kids, there's a yeah. lot of kids who come in and are like, "Oh, can't have peanuts, can't have peanuts." And uh, a good friend of mine, yeah. Michelle
2: Rogers, she's a naturopathic doctor in Portland. That's cool. She uh, says that it's YouTube's most gonna of the cut time. out just real quick. So if you're on YouTube, I'm sorry about this. Um, I'm going to put the audio. With maybe some cool photos, maybe some like B roll right here because I got a ton of B roll. I was gonna put some B roll right here. You're not gonna see us anymore, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, but you'll still be able to hear us and see stuff. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Is it live? No.
1: Oh, okay. No. I, was, I was like, wow, it's like broadcasting I'll like I'll right it now? It later.
2: Oh, cool. Peanut allergies, right. Yeah, just the it's
1: interesting... uh Yeah, yeah, my friend Michelle Rogers is a naturopathic doctor. She has a really cool business called The Wealthy Woman. It's all about empowering women entrepreneurs while at the same time. she live on 16th Street? No. She, she she recently lived here in Austin. She moved back to Portland. Oh, place. I met a Michelle
2: that's kind of sort of like that. That yeah. lives in a house with some like cool entrepreneurial people on 16th, yeah. 16th Street. Yeah. She's like, oh, way up north as I remember last time. Oh, okay. I mean Fair Different, the, different uh, person, different Michelle.
1: Yeah, she just told me, she goes, most of these kids probably aren't allergic to peanuts. It's yeah. just that their gut bacteria is so thrown out of whack yeah, it's that bad stuff. it can't process it, yeah. right? So, like, think, I think it's type 2 diabetes where the pancreas basically goes
2: out. Yeah, I'm not going to
1: be totally yeah. talking about like, here, but I think it gets here? shuts yeah. down because of the bombardment of, you know, toxic chemicals, and I think if you purge that, mm-hmm. I think it can Eventually kick start up again, I'm, oh, I'm totally You would
2: love talking um, outside of my scope of knowledge. No, it's here, fine. But the, the guy I, I interviewed for, for episode seventeen—he was actually my wellness mentor for a while. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's um, because he's like—I don't know how old he is—he's in his sixties. But he was overseas in Lithuania in a city which, like ten years before he was positioned there, was uh, hit with chemical weapons. Wow! Until so, like later in his life, there's a little bit there and it started to eat at his nerves and um, wow. he, he got Parkinson's. But he treated himself with diet. He, he, yeah. Medicine didn't work. It just made everything worse. So he treated himself with diet and exercise. And now um, he has, quote, 95% of his original capacity. He's just treating himself. himself. Yeah. So he's well, that's why they call diet.
1: Food is medicine, Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I really believe that. Right? You would you would love to meet him. Maybe I I actually, actually probably share your If you're cool, I could share. Oh, your okay. yeah. Original. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, love, I love, you know, reaching out to people who have a yes, lot more different skill sets than I do just for yeah. the fact that, you know, I guarantee you in some capacity, what they're sharing with me is going to, you know, vamp up yep. my yep. deliverance to, you know, these educational things that I'm doing yeah. with folks. So, yeah, especially when I meet naturopathic doctors who are talking about wild edible plants. I'm like, oh, yeah, give me all those vitamins and minerals that you're just listing off in that plant home. Here you go. <laughs> so then I can give that to my students and they yeah. like hearing that so, Like the, the cross thing that you're yeah, talking about absolutely. with uh, towing the truck out of the ditch. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, blew my mind the fact that he's done. I mean, just take two little pieces of wood out of the, out of the woods and mm-hmm. totally make up a, a, a winch to pull your car out of a ditch. That was yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I think the uh, the coolest thing about what we're doing here in Austin, with the Society, is getting people outside and just having them do something that they didn't get a chance to do when they were younger. Because yeah. obviously, the millennial generation, you know, they grew up. Uh, I would say.
2: Wow. Okay. And my yeah. beard makes people. When I was 18, people were like, "Oh, you're you're 35, right?" Oh, like, wow.
1: Yeah. Mm, no. I was thinking. I was thinking. Actually, I wasn't thinking any, I was thinking 31 yeah. is what I was thinking. That's so. cool. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm 26. But That's yeah. awesome. There you go. So you're a millennial, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> technically, yeah. right? And I t- yeah. technically, I'm my. I still 18, remember dial-up. 1985. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I remember dial-up. And I got a, my first cell phone was when I was 16. It was a Razor. Nice. <laughs> and I don't even remember my first cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, candy bar
2: phone.
1: Oh, yeah, those. I remember there was an LG chocolate. It was like a huge, really cool one. Right. That's what the names of these foods Blackberry right? and chocolate. Blackberry cho- Yeah, right, yeah. Sounds like a feast. Yeah, it tef- definitely. There's uh, uh, just a lot of opportunity for people to disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. it be coming out to one of the educational classes. You know, about a couple of months ago, we went and did a yeah. trail clearing at the end of Riverside there basically just cleared trails full of hiking bikers. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, and we you know, got a chance to go visit a firehouse station yeah, in yeah, yeah. 22. That was really neat. Oh, that's cool. And so again, it's it's educational, community, yeah. and social. And that would be the three pillars of what we are doing there at the Lumber Society. And then when it comes to the outdoor survival school that I own here in Austin, yeah. Natureversity. We're all Nature-versity. about. Natureversity. Yeah, Natureversity is... Uh, Naturalist studies first. That's where sure. we build on a foundation. Then we get into survival skills. So we're talking about water purification, shelter, yeah. building, fire, carving of knives, saws, axes, hatchets, all that good stuff. Yeah. There's a
2: thing tomorrow that you're doing. Um, yeah. That, that I'll be I'll be seeing you at. And I, you know if you could explain what kind of thing that is. Yeah. This is going to be published after that. But just so people have an understanding of what it's about.
1: Sure. So tomorrow, uh, Sunday, we have every last Sunday of the month at Nature Versa. Okay. So we you guys can do it if you're listening it's every last Sunday. Every last Sunday of the month there is a specific focused topic whether um, that be shelter building, fire making. Last month in January was fire building. This yeah. month is making from natural resources. That's why there's 12. Plants. It's every month.
2: Right. Okay. That's why there's 12. That's yep. cool. Um, and 12 then, badges just for people listening in the, in the Lumber, Lumber Society. Society. That's right.
1: And we do have external badges like things like canning, pickling, you know, That's cool. uh, candle making. And those are oh, just so kind of like the, uh, we call it the homesteading aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think the homesteading aspect, we don't really get a lot of the, the, the homesteading people into the survival skills. But oftentimes we get the survival skills people into the homesteading because yeah, they realize, yeah. well, what's the next level? But yeah, when it so comes it, to... Yeah, so a
2: zombie, first of all, the zombie apocalypse happens, you have to survive, and then right. you can build a society That's of right, yeah, right. Yeah. And re, 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 uh, yeah. revamp
1: America back to the way it was, right, your ideal image. Make it great again. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't really know about it. I think it's always been great. I look around and yeah. i look like, it's pretty great. Just put a little controversy in there. You sure, know? why not? Yeah. Yeah ruffles and feathers yeah, there. Yeah. But tomorrow we're going to be out at Walnut Creek Park in yeah. North Austin off the of Lamar and Farmer. Way north, yeah. Way the north West, the West. And uh, we're going to be looking at uh, milkweed plants, dogbane plants, uh, bald cypress trees, yucca, bear grass, all different types of yeah. uh, fibers that are found within nature. And we're going to take those weak individual fibers and hopefully turn them into something that's usable as yeah. rope, whether that be a bowstring for a bow, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, carry out some supplies. I always just tell people make the right cord for the right job. You're, you're not gonna can't. be spending 12 hours on this beautiful <laughs> piece of dogbane rope just to go harvest some wood out of the yeah, woods. Yeah. Just tie some damn yucca leaves together yeah. and pull
2: those out. So, but if you're like making a nice, uh, like a, maybe like a basket wall yeah, for your house, so you can probably yeah. do that. You can, you can. You can absolutely. I saw the thing that you made. Uh, if I could find a picture of it, then. I'll put this up on the YouTube. Sure. Um, but uh, maybe I'll take one tomorrow if you bring it. I'll you bring have like, it. A, a, like a thing, like a sheet? I don't know, like a colder for your water bottle. Like what would you call yeah,
1: it? Yeah, uh, we would just call those a water bottle wrap. But basically, it's a bat, It's a basket. Uh, it's a style of what we call the over-under weave. Some people yeah. like to call it spokes and weavers. Other people um, like to call it. Oh, where you have warp, yeah. Where warp like, and yeah. weft. Right. Yeah. Um, before, right? So and cool. you can use jam.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. In the earlier episodes, I put all of these sponsored ads at the end. In the newer episodes, they're in the middle. So if you're listening to one where it's split, some of the content before and some of the content after, uh, stay tuned and your content will come right after these messages. Otherwise, thanks for listening and please listen further to help figure out how you can help the podcast grow. Number one way, subscribe. Wherever you are listening to this, hit the subscribe button either with your finger or the mouse or if it's the future and everything is mind-controlled, do so with your mind. That way I can attract better uh, sponsors and earn more money from the sponsors that I have so I can get better content and go to better conferences. I am right now about to go to CES. For each two-hour conference or so, I tend to get about four interviews That means people that I contact that I actually record and that we continue to uh, publish an episode. I contact more, but in the end, I get about four. Now, this is going to be four days, and this four-day experience is going to probably net me at least 20 interviews. Now, when it comes to other ways to support the podcast, email list is one way to support. Go to the Renman Network. What you will get is exclusive content right to your inbox. You also get to stay on top of the developments of the Renaissance Man Network. And you get to stay accountable in your journey of becoming a Renaissance Man by being reminded of Renaissance Man values and challenges that I will put out to the email list. Another way you can help yourself, oh, let me just circle back. The way you sign up to the email list is therenmannet.org slash uh, nothing, actually. therenmannet.org is T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K, and either click on Join the Newsletter, or a pop-up will come up, and you can just put your information in there. Now, another way is to get a journal. That is a hand-bound journal. I bind the cover of the journal with leather or another cloth. You get to choose if I have other cloths available. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But either way, I have full leather, real leather covers available. Leonardo da Vinci had one of my hand-bound journals, one of the best Renaissance men out there. And the best way to cultivate self-awareness is to have a journaling habit. I did that for three years straight, missed only one day during those thousand plus days. I will share exercises where you read one. Sorry. I will share exercises where you need one. I wrote a script for myself and I can't really tell my own writing. I share exercises where you will need one. Need a journal and a journal. Also doubles as a sketchbook if you're looking to use it for art, work. You can get that at the store at the therenmenet.work/store. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W O R K slash S T O R E. And as of now, they are $50. There are some, uh, if you become a patron, you get a free coupon for that. So um, to, to segue right into that, if you want to support the podcast on a financial basis, what you can do is become a patron. It's at patreon.com. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash the Renman Network. T H E R E M, sorry, R E N. M A N N E T W O R K, and any anywhere from five to a hundred or more dollars a month. What that will do is that will allow me to do this for more of my time. a pay for my time. I will be able to buy better recording equipment, and I will be able to go to better conferences, like the one I'm going to next week. Now I thank you for listening to these uh, these sponsored messages by my uh, for my my projects and. I encourage you to support this podcast in any way you can, subscribe, uh, sign up to the newsletter, buy yourself a journal, do yourself a favor for your own development, and support the podcast, allow me to create better content for you by going to our Patreon. Uh, Without further ado, here is our sponsor for this episode. And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Just to remind you of some ways you can support the podcast. First of all, subscribe. Second of all, you can um, you can join the email list. That's at theranmannet.work. T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T dot W-O-R-K. Click on join the newsletter. You can also buy a journal that's on the shop at the Renman Network. So theranmannet.work slash shop. Or, sorry slash store s t o r e slash store and also you can support the podcast on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the Renman Network T-H-E-R-E-N-M-A-N-N-E-T-W-O-R-K. Hope that you enjoy yourself and stay tuned for the next episode.